Hi, welcome back to The Gopher, guys. This is James DePoint. I'm joined by my good buddy here, Pete Carlson. The show is brought to you by Rock Solid Financials. Reach out to them with all your tax, bookkeeping, and accounting needs. You can find them on the World Wide Web at rocksolidfinancials.com. Pete, it's been a long time. Uh, we apologize to our viewers. We've let life get in the way of, of the Gopher Guy broadcast, but we're we're back and we're excited to be back. I'm excited. I, this I shouldn't your, speak for this you. This isn't your top priority? Uh, How can you it, say that it, to our it, listeners? It is, but my wife needs food on the table, <laughs> as do my three children. So, um, This doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't pay as yes. much yet, right? <laughs> no. So, you ready to roll? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, we have had, since our last podcast, we've actually had, last four weeks, we, we've been away for a while. So, like I said, we apologize. We've had seven games. Uh, we talked on the previous podcast. Um, with those six uh, that we were talking about, we, our goal was to be three and three. We went three and three in those games. Um, you add in the seventh game, we went three and four. All right. Big 10 is obviously no no easy cake. Um, what's your highs and lows? What's your takeaways from the last seven games, our last four weeks of Gopher Hoops? What? How should we as Gopher fans be feeling? Roller coaster of emotions a little bit. Uh, it's yep. a mixed bag. I mean, things I liked. I saw, you know, a tour car when they're on were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're good. Um, and how how good how good is Otura? I mean, like, remember at the beginning of the year we're like, he's good. Yeah. Like he's our best player, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Unbiasedly, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. He's gotten beaten up a lot, a little bit the last couple games. Like Rutgers, the bigger teams, Michigan State. I think that those are three of the losses right there. I think yep. they they get physical with him and push him out, and he gets a little disinterested. I'd yep. say that's the only weakness yeah. I see. But yeah. offensively, when they don't get him off his spot, how I mean, he has all the moves. Yeah, he's cut down the traveling. He's been incredible. Um, he's played a lot of minutes. Yeah, uh, he gets a free. You know, every once in a while he goes down. Like you think. He's done for the season, and yep. then he pops back up and comes yep. back in. So he's got, you know, that kind of concerns you at times. But he's yep. gotten so much tougher this year. Last yep. year he was so winded all the time. So he's gotten tougher, but he needs to get even more tougher. So one of the cases to be made, I think, for him to stick around another year, um, which we're all hoping for. Are you listening there, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, it would be get get bigger and stronger and, and, yep. and improve the outside shot, and he'll be unstoppable. Now, I mean, I'm sure the NBA thinks they could take care of that. Uh, by you know drafting on potential, there has uh, been far less talented people that have gotten yeah. to the draft. He, I mean, let's be fair. Yeah, I mean, his skills are unreal. His skills, he is so vastly improved from last year. Just just from an outside perspective, I mean, he he's so big that obviously him him putting back little two footers isn't that impressive. But he's hitting a guarded guy where he'll just rise up and elevate and hit a fifteen footer. You know what I mean? Where it's like he shoots his jumpers. It's so good, so but it's, it's amazing how he does it, like, not squared up, and he ends up square, you know, yeah. square to the basket. He's very... His footwork and his hands are unbelievable for that size. It, it is truly incredible how much he's he's really developed. But the thing that I always wonder is, if you are playing Minnesota, why wouldn't you double-team mm-hmm. Oturo every time he touched the ball? Like, yeah. who are you afraid of on our team that... You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why would you not double team him every time he touches the darn ball? Agreed. Well, and <laughs> like, the, and the next, what, what are you giving up? No one's shooting no, the ball right. well right now. You're so. right. I, I think this season would be a disaster if he wasn't as good yes. as he was. Because because unfortunately, my low is our shooting continues to be terrible. Yeah. Outside yes. and to your point, that's why you double. Another reason you double. Yep. Um, 
I mean, Carr is streaky, and he's yep. really good when he's good. And then he, a couple of these games got in foul trouble, and they struggled. Yeah. But uh, I kind of marked down the, the W's. Two of them were at home. The Michigan and Penn State games were great games. At home, of course, so that's a friendly environment, but they were both ranked. Yeah. Uh, so we started off, you know, two of the first three, winning them. And it was, Oturu and Carr was unbelievable in both. Yeah. And it was a huge drop-off after that, but everyone else played their role. Yeah. Um, and then when when it's just one of them going, uh, we struggle. And the other win was at Ohio State, and Oturu, Gabe, and Carr were great. Yeah. And that's, that's the formula, but when they're not great, we have no – no backup and our, our yep. three-point shooting is just awful unfortunately for how from the expectation we had for three-point shooting with Gabe coming into the season and yep. Willis and the whole crew um you know if Aturo wasn't as good as he was uh, has been this year we'd be we, we wouldn't be talking about the NCAA tournament I think we went to the four more games if those guys were shooting at least average yep um so far so that shows you how good we could be but we need to I'm hoping that that run is left in them here the next nine games yep. of the Big Ten schedule. So let's let's touch on Gabe real quick. Then. So Gabe, who as a freshman was an absolute stud, right? And everyone just assumed that he would take his game to the next level. I would argue that to some degree he, he did in some ways and dropped off in others, right? So he realized that he can't just be a three-point shooter. He's got to be able to take the ball to the hoop and yep. become a driver. And when he's not hitting threes, he can at least slash and get some easy buckets and hope he can get back in rhythm and that'll flow into his confidence in the three-point shot. But that just hasn't really materialized. And so my question to you is, should we be worried? I mean, we're, what are, what are we? We're 11 and 10. So we're 21 games into the season. So I know at first we, when I asked you this question earlier in the year, you're just like, Hey, you know, he's, it's early. He's going to find his stroke. You know, you're, you're just, you know, pampering me. He'll, Gaby will be, he'll come along. That's kind of what you told me. Okay. I'm starting to believe Pete that the proof's in the pudding and he's not shooting well. I, he is, he is not a good basketball player right now. As hard as that is for me to say right now, if, if I'm just totally not a gopher guy, I'm just like unbiased. He's not shooting the ball. I mean, he is, he is shooting awful in many games. I mean, what was this at home? So not even road pressure against Ohio state or excuse me, Penn state. He was 07 in 34 minutes. Okay. From the three pointer. I mean, like. He's not shooting the ball well. He had one in the last seven games. He had that one good game versus Ohio State where he went three of seven from three. Right, that's that's it. Okay, and he had thirteen points. That was his best game in the last seven games. He's supposed yeah. to be our stud. Like, are you still not worried? <laughs> you, I mean, I mean, be serious. Are you not worried? You set me up here. I. I'm not setting you up. I'm asking you. I mean, is this a slump? Is well, this a, like it's a slump? Is it's he just going to shoot his way out, or Can is this just same? like people figured defense figured him out no. of what he is, no. No. or what? Just or is this Patino? Is this Patino's fault? That no, I mean, I think don't keep me going there. Can I, give but, you the, can I give you the same answer I gave you the beginning of the year? It's yeah. going to be okay. Oh, I think I think don't uh, patronize me. I well, I hear you. He's actually turned the ball over more than he does. Yes, I think he does. he's still playing good defense. I think he's driving to the hoop, which yes. is good. So that's an improvement. I think his defense is still solid. Yeah. I think he's been a little careless with the ball at times. He's not the same Gabe, but no. I'm not. I'm not worried about him. I you're, think it's you're not worried because, about. How are you not worried he, about him? He, 
because he keeps shooting. His form looks good. Yeah. They're just not falling. I really think it's going to turn at any point. So. That's right. So, so oh, okay. So, so let, me, let me get, this is like the tortoise mark the hair. Is that, is that no. what this is? Yeah. Yeah. So mark it down. The I bet first you, 21 games were just a warm up. 20, game number 22, he's going to start feeling his, his flow. He yeah. shoots the ball every he's, darn day for the last 200 he, days. He's peaking at the right time. He's pe- he hasn't peaked yet. He well, he's going to peak. He's going to he's going to peak at the right. Well, he's it's not that bad. Not that bad. What, Gosh, he's well, he. I mean, he needs to make more shots. I agree. He needs to, at the end of the day, the ball needs to go in the hoop for you to be a success, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, we can't as much as we we assess people based off, and I I do. I'm guilty of it as well. I look at their shot and what it looks like because that's a good predictor of how successful they'll be by looking at their yeah. stroke. He's got a sweet looking stroke, but yeah. guess what? The ball just isn't going in the hoop. That's why it's going to so, go in the hoop. It's going <laughs> to average out. You think? Yeah, I do. Th- I believe that. I, I and I want to. Don't don't yeah. get me wrong. I just, you know I bleed so hard maroon and gold. I mean yeah. it's just silly. I, and I want so bad because I let, he works so darn hard and. I am so in his corner, and don't and Gabe, if you're listening, don't think I'm not. But man, I just, I, I just wonder. There's got to be someone behind the scenes that knows something of what the heck is going on. I don't know if it's Patino that's, you know, just in his ear about this. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's got to be something. He, I, I'm gonna yeah, start he's, digging. He's forced a few uh, lately. I think he needs to take good shots in rhythm, and he'll be fine. I really think that. That'll so come. Gonna, yeah, so I, I hear you. I think you're you're not crazy to be thinking that. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's our shooter, and I think he'll shoot through it, and I think he'll turn around. And you know what? I will say this. Last year, why I think he got so many more good looks is because Coffee was such a slasher, right? And he mm. would draw that help, and then they'd kick it out to a wide-open three, right? Yeah. There's not many wide open threes he's taken. They're That's all true. they're all contested. I mean, because no one no one really drives in car. He yeah. drives, but he doesn't but he's drive. Gonna shoot. He's gonna shoot. He yeah. doesn't look to drive and dish. Car, he's a scorer, but yeah. he's he's not like a creator. You know, where he's gonna create. A, he gets assists. Yeah, he gets a lot he, of assists. He does get assists, but he doesn't compliment Gabe well though. Cause I he, can see that because he doesn't drive and kick, and that's so much how. You know, and he would, Amir would always look for Gabe in transition for that corner three, and um, it's just not happening. So I, I'm hoping, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm hoping it comes around. He's got a sweet stroke. In theory, it should come around, but, man, he needs to turn that thing on, like, right now. Yeah, so. I think the time is now for sure. For sure. So let's see if we have the same conversation in a week or so. Well, it, <laughs> I hope not. I hope it gets figured out because – we need we need three players to play really well: Oturu, Carr, and Gabe. And if one of those guys have an off night, if Gabe's gonna put in fifteen to twenty, that's super helpful. And the rest of the I mean, that's that's the big three that needs to be yep. working, especially with Willis having injury issues. Um, I like how Trey Williams has come in, come in and helped out. Um, I think he's been very effective. He's yep. been you know he's gonna be a player. Yeah. Um, but we, we need Gabe to start. Gabe's probably the missing link this year in terms of expectations. Yeah. Um, yep. In, in terms of how the performance has gone. Yep. Trey, let's talk about Trey real quick. So Trey, he's still an interesting one to me because it's it's bizarre. Like I, I feel like he's he's so talented and so skilled, but I feel like he's somewhat of a head case with some of the stuff. Like he'll go in for a drive and like go in for a layup, and he won't even hit the rim. I mean, that's happened. Yeah. That happened twice in the last seven game stretch where he literally didn't hit the like it just like 
banked it off and was like, what, what is he just, what did he just do right there? So yeah. I can't fl- – but then he'll come down the floor and he'll hit a three and he looks so effortless and whatever else. But I, I don't know. What, what What's your feel on on, on Trey? Is he going to get that figured out? Or? I think so. I mean, yeah. he's, he's confident kid. He, yeah, yeah, he wants to score and he's he's not afraid to shoot. Yes. Some of them have been head scratchers. But yep. I think uh, – no, I think he, he's done everything you can expect for a freshman. Yeah. I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. Um, it's hard to find your spot, though, when you're kind of like in Gabe and Willis's kind of yeah. area, right? Yeah. The car and, yeah. Uh, but I just like how strong he is for a freshman. How yep. good, how hard he plays on defense. Yep. And I think he'll he'll get the scoring going. But I think that's part of the problem with having like a a car focused offense. Yep. In a Turu, it's just yes. very like it's almost like the rest of the guys don't get in the don't floor. know. Yeah. Where that's they, the problem. That's the problem. So you, yeah. I mean, it's really good when it's good, but when yes. it's bad, it kind of feels like. Uh, yeah. And cars can't carry every game. He's not yes. that good. Yeah. I think some of those other guys, it's hard to hard for them to find the rhythm of yep. what they do. Yep. In the offense sometimes. Yep. yep. And so I I think that's on Car where he he's got to find a way to get everyone included, right? Yep. Even, yeah. even when they're hot, he's got to find a way to hey, I probably could take this, but let's get this guy a look here so they can feel a part of the energy and because eventually they're not going to be hot and we're going to need to count on those people. One guy that. I marked down on my sheet that I have been way overly impressed with that he's actually blossomed and been more than a contributor is none other than Alihan Demir. Yeah, he's, I, I, I mean he's like, picked it up. He he's in big time moments and big time spots where we need a bucket. He's taking a guy one on one and they're just like putbacks. They're like him going one on one and scoring and getting a much needed bucket at very important times and. He, I mean, maybe that's what Patino saw in him at the very beginning that we, or I'll speak for me, that I never saw in him, uh, but I've been more than impressed. I mean, you know, he's getting eight, nine points a game with some of these and shooting the ball well. Um, he, he's been outstanding. I'd rather have a Mursa in there, though. Really? Yeah. Why? Because a Mursa just gives you a, a little more complete game. I, I can't stand what, what it. Is, what is Omersa what is what is giving you, though? Is rebounding? He, a lot of deflections on defense. Oh, okay, Patino. <laughs> Jeez. He, he tracks so Golly. It's true, though. Man. Okay, it, Richard. A lot of good seals. Playing tough. I think Demir is soft. Omersa throws that basketball like he, he's throwing... Like, well, I know the offensive skills like aren't great. Like an axe at a, at a target. I mean, it's like... Well, like, that's true, but he the whole offense is surrounded... You know, surrounds those other guys. So yep. I mean, he's in there, rebounding, giving Otura a little break. I think Ali Hanjemir's done nice. He's been a great role player. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of times against these big, saying, these big yeah. physical, like Michigan State's Rutgers, you better have Omersa in there because Demir is just going to get pushed around. Just you know, completely. But, but if we talk about it, is Omersa going to score one on one against any of those guys? If it's oh, if he's dunking against, over, against if he's dunking over somebody, yeah, no, I'm saying one on one straight up. No, when, but you don't when, need him to. You, you got but four the, other guys. But that we can do. Score. We did need Alian Demir to score That's in a true. few of those. Yeah. A few possessions when they were starting to lock down Oturu, and we needed someone else to step or just for Oturu to get a breather for crying out loud, so we could think about his next move. We let him have a playoff, and Alian Demir yeah. took him one on one, and he scored. There is no way Omersa ever scores one on one. Never. It's true. I mean, he no, scores in point. transition off of alley 
and don't get me wrong, I still love him. Okay, yeah, but you're yeah. He's an energy guy. He's a yeah. bench guy. He's a guitar guy. He's a you know yeah. deflection guy, as you <laughs> mentioned. He's not a skilled basketball player. He'd make PJs. He'd make one heck of a D end. I would love him. Yeah. See him in as a freak athlete. As a freak athlete, but um, but uh, all kidding aside, he I. I appreciate Alain Amir and his role yeah, that he's playing. So he's, I think he's going to be huge for us. I th- still think we do need Omersa in there down the stretch. Um, I think he plays a role, but he, he he picks up so many darn fouls that you can't count on him. You know what I mean? He's been he, pretty good about not getting fouls lately, though. Better. 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 Well, I, I like where our bench stands today than it did uh, last time we talked. I think uh, Demir, I know Demir uh, starts, so don't get me wrong there. He's a starter, really. But yep. Alihan has been good. Uh, I think Trey Williams coming in has been good. Omerce has been good. Everyone's been in less foul trouble. Mm-hmm. So they're playing better, more sound defense. They're figuring that out after that. That was a disaster earlier in the year. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. Last game, Isaiah Enan was thrown out there quite a bit. Over Omerce played one, I think, one minute in yeah. the Illinois yeah. game. So I don't know what's going on there, if that's an anomaly. Yeah, I don't uh, know either. But I liked what I saw of Enan. Yep. He looked ready to play. Yeah, he was excited about um, it. Obviously can score a little bit better than Omersa. Yeah. Um, still pretty weak compared yes. to most Big Ten guys. He's a string. But, he probably weighs as much as I do at 5'9". Yeah, he's, he's a string beat. But, yeah, yeah, but I mean, so I don't know what's going on there with Omersa only playing a minute against Illinois because Illinois is a big physical team. Yep. Uh, but um, I liked what I saw out of him and can see why he was a high recruit and maybe the yep. potential there. I don't know if he's going to help us much this year. Yep. Um, but he's got some skills yep. that could contribute yep. from years to come. So I know you were – I think you made it to – Almost all of the home. Did you make it to all the home games this Most stretch? Of them, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we were both at the Michigan State game, and so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose an observation that I saw, and I'm gonna pose a question to you. So we are right behind the Gopher bench, right? So I got to you know, as a coach myself, I like I like watching other coaches and whatever else, and so I I took you know a looking to watching Patino, right? Mm-hmm. As you know, obviously he's very entertaining in certain ways, and. So the end of the half comes. I don't know if you remember it, but Marcus Carr, obviously, who hit the game-winning three against Ohio State. Yeah, that's a great moment. Huh? Unbelievable. I mean, that was that was something we we needed for sure. That was a huge win for us, right? So this is the next game after that, right? And there's you know ten seconds left, and Marcus is dribbling up for the last second shot of the half, whatever, and he's dribbling around, and it looks like he's trying to do the same thing that he did, right? Mm-hmm. And so. He does the step back, but it was almost like everyone else saw the same replay on ESPN that they knew yep. exactly what he was going to do. So it gets contested, and it, was, it looks like a just a garbage shot, garbage play, whatever. But it was the same thing that he did one game ago, right? Yep. Yep. But it, but the result was different, right? But yep. the process was the same. The result was different, right? Patino loved that game-winning three against Ohio State. He did the same darn thing, right? Yeah. But when he... When everyone groaned at, oh my gosh, what on earth was that? Patino's first reaction was, and obviously this is a podcast, they can't see what I'm doing right now, but you know, he throws his hands up like this and shakes his head like, yeah. what, what an idiot. Like, what, what does he think he's doing? And he's just yeah. shaking his head at him. I'm like, why, why, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. that's, that's what, except the result. That was, that was, you were okay with it before. It was a good yeah. result. It's his team. You it's always his say team. it's Marcus Carr's team. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. gave him the keys to do it. You were the one that had a timeout, but you let him go because you trusted him. Well, then 
Yeah. Same thing here. So, um, I don't know. I, it made me start thinking to, that's a long winded way of me start thinking of, of, yeah. of this question no. that I'm going to yeah. throw you. So segue to our timber wolves or timber puppies. Yeah. I don't know if you follow them. They're, they're not, not lot, doing, but... they're not doing so well right now. Like, like really not doing so well. Yeah. Okay. Ryan Saunders, former gopher alumnus played there. Didn't play much, but he played there. Okay. So he's got his heartstrings to the gophers, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, I don't even want to use the word fire, but let's say we, Glenn Taylor lets Ryan Saunders go at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Would you or would you not want to just have him slide right on over to Dinkytown and take the keys of the gophers? Or would you, because it, it is a very real possibility that Saunders could be could be axed and they may just start all on over. I mean, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Okay. If that situation were to present itself where you had Saunders to come in and you essentially start, start a new thing over, or would you want to stick with your, your guy, Richard Pertino? What's, what's your thought there? Uh, look well, at that. Look at that. Our listeners can't see the look right up. now, but it, no, go ahead. He's got this look. I don't even know what's about to come out of his <laughs> mouth. We'll listen though. Well, uh, well, first of all, they, it kind of seems like role reversal. They seem like they're in the lo- the wrong leagues right now. Correct. Them, oh, right? absolutely. So you're, I, right. I, to, 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 so you're yeah. saying they should switch? It really seems like Patino's more of an NBA coach and Saunders is more of a college coach. 100%. I, I, the biggest fear I have about Patino, I think he knows the game well. I think he is good at bringing in talent. Yep. Uh, I don't think he'll ever have the soft skills to be a good college yeah. coach. I yeah. just don't yeah. think... Like, you look at how those players care about Izzo and all those other really, yes. like, legends. I mean, it's a high bar I'm putting up here. I mean, yes. he's, been, he's been good for the program. Yep. Uh, upgrade the talent. But I do think <clears throat> someone like Ryan Saunders, uh, my opinion, if I, if I could pick from scratch, yeah, I'd pick, I'd pick Saunders. Because yep. I, think, I, I think, once again, I go back to who are the best pieces of this team. Yep. Um, I don't think Oturu and Gabe are really, per se, Patino players. No. I think they wanted to stay home. Yes. I mean, Oturo's been the most outspoken about that than any yeah. player I've seen. Yeah. Um, so I could be wrong on that, but it seems to me like they wanted to play home. So when you think about the team, it's Marcus Cars, are, and he's a good player. But I think there's some element missing of the, uh, like you said, the body language from Patino is just awful at times. That's yeah. my biggest pet peeve about him. And it just, I don't like it. What do you... What are your yeah, thoughts? Well, on? I, I wrote the question yeah, knowing so my I, answer. Yeah, I, think I, <laughs> I don't think I didn't have an answer when I wrote this. I would. So this dates back to even my my son Jacob, my eleven year old. He went to a Coach Saunders camp when mm-hmm. this was probably I don't know. This was probably three four years ago, something like that. This was when he was just an assistant, and Ryan Saunders was running on his own camp, right? Yeah, and there was only like twenty kids there. Right, and so you would have thought that you know, big high profile guy, he had twenty twenty kids there, and he was kind of going to be almost like sheepishly embarrassed or you know whatever yeah. else. That was the, one of the most impressive camps I've been to as far as having them, the leader of it, engage and be involved with yeah. the kids and everything like that. Um, I was super impressed with him, uh, and I've always you know just really enjoyed him and everything that he's about. But to have a young guy. In there, that's is an alma mater who's from here, who obviously wouldn't be looking to go anywhere else afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think he's connected to the AAU world. 
I think it would be a great fit for us. And I, yeah. I think just on a personal level, even even all the young guys for the Timberwolves, they all love him. You know, maybe he's overmatched with what's going on in the NBA right now, or maybe he doesn't have the talent. Yeah. But I think he's a player's coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he really relates well. All those guys really rally. Cat and Wiggins, all those guys rally around him. So I think personally, he would be a tremendous fit for the Gophers. Now, I think Coyle, you know, he, he's aware of w- yeah. what's around him. I, I would be shocked if it hasn't crossed his mind. Yeah. And I would be in full support, 100%. You, you have me, yep. you have me sign off right now. I'll take yeah. this pen right here, and I would sign off on it without even thinking, yep. 100%. And that's, and that's not because of our record. That's not because of... Anything I would have said that before the season started too. Yeah, and I think if Coyle was the AD when the last time we had a chance to make a switch like this, uh, when probably T, when have. T, I think he probably would have. Yeah, because I think he just seems uh, he seems to understand that element of Minnesota sports, a uh, golfer, where because you get you're building a, a culture for the university too. Yep. Really, you are. Yeah, and I think Patino's done a good job of trying to modify. Yep. Um, and he's working hard um, to kind of fit fit in. And I kind of feel bad for him because it is a different – Midwest is probably tough to fit in when you're East Coaster. Yeah. It's just different style of uh, – of yeah, different culture. We're like the Fleck of the – you know, Fleck's perfect fit for Midwest culture. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think I'd be up for that. I'd sign up for that today. Nice. We, so we're we in agreement it. there, yeah. it sounds so like. Go. Holy buckets. All right, we'll move on to this one. Um Kind of fun, kind of interesting, but so Brad Davison of Wisconsin, starting point guard for Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Bad Jers, um, they're coming to town on Wednesday, okay, February fifth, eight p.m. on Big Ten Network at the Barn. Okay, I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of the uh, the infamous uh, suspension that he had um, after his incident at Iowa with the with the punch to the lower extremities if you're <laughs> if you're catching my drift there not his first time not a first no, time offender no that's kind of his mo unfortunately um so curious question serious question for you pete how many punches below the belt will he have on wednesday plus or minus three from mr <laughs> brad davis plus or minus three how many, I how think many he'll punches be, below the belt i'd have to go minus you're I think, gonna go minus well i think it. he's got to be on his best behavior after you think? After his suspension, this is uh, they didn't need him against Michigan State. Yeah, uh, they somehow won that. They got a transfer and him out, and then they uh, still won that game. Um, I, I'm gonna go under. You're gonna go on the yeah, under. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll be on his best behavior. Although he's one of those, the student section's gotta be all over. Him. Oh you gosh! Know, and, and students, if you're listening, you gotta bring it for these games. Oh, they. I, have you to. can't be reactive. You gotta start. You can't expect the Gophers to give you something before you give it back. I, I mean, Michigan State was the first game where that lower bowl was full. Yep. You were there. We were, yep. we were there, right? It was full. It was 12,000 instead of the 10,000 the previous games. Yep. It had that vibe, and it was ready to explode. Ready to explode, and just the team never allowed us to do that. But no. I think the team's got to really – or the students have to understand you got to bring it, and what a great time to bring it than Brad. Oh, Coming gosh. in, you know, the local kid who's – you know, he probably will revel it and probably go – get you the over yeah if you start taunting him he probably will give ball three or four nut shots in there yeah oh yeah uh, but i mean sorry listeners sorry. <laughs> lower extremities lower extremities is, is what that, i use okay um, okay hopefully I below think the belt is another the good one. Good. okay yeah, yeah okay but yeah i'm, I'm gonna go uh, under but it could be interesting because he he i can just see him reveling in the being the, the he, he likes there. that he's he that it. guy he you is. know he's you know that you know 
always revels in the in the moment of being the underdog and he takes that yeah. on and whatever else but dirty player though i mean he's he's dirty he might be a nice kid maybe outside of basketball but you gotta i mean you start taking you know uh, lower body shots i mean come on that's and not apologize for it really yes did he apologize for it uh no he he just kind of actually greg guard the head coach was saying you know how bad he felt for for Brad, because well, he missed a game. Poor Brad, <laughs> poor Braddy Poo is is essentially what he said in a quote. So Brad reminds me of kind of like that guy at the YMCA that's yeah. kind of past his time, yeah. But is always trying to, you know, he'll like grab the back of your shirt to like yeah. not let slow you get you a down. rebound and slow you down a little bit, like just kind of that. Where after after you walk yeah, away off the court, everyone goes, "Gosh, what's up with that dude? What's <laughs> yeah. up with that Brad guy?" I mean, I'm sure everyone everyone just doesn't like him but i'm sure his teammates love him right yeah you know, so that's exactly guy you love to hate but so we'll see so make sure you tune in I'm, I'm sure that will be quite the game game on wednesday here but uh moving forward as we as we wrap things up we are 11 10 5 and 6 in the big 10 with nine games left how do you see us finishing this whole this whole deal here all right so we got <clears throat> i have us at six and three Six and three to finish the yeah, last nine. Eleven and nine in the Big Ten. So that would put us at eleven and nine. Okay. Uh, NCAA birth tournament tournament birth, and here's why: because I'm going. So we are making we are making it. Yes, right now? yes, be, yes. And the only thing that gets worries me is those early games. I keep going back to those early games, but yeah, they because yeah. let's say I'm off by one in that prediction. Let's say they're five and four. Yeah. Now you're at ten and ten in the Big Ten. You probably yeah. got to win a couple of games in the Big in Ten. In the Big Ten tournament. tournament. Yep. But with how deep the Big Ten is, I think Gabe starts shooting 35 to 40%. Okay. Aturu and Carr continues to do their thing. And we have the Badgers at home. We take care of business on Wednesday. We lose on the road to Penn State, a good Penn State team that's going to be hungry against us. Uh, we got Iowa, who's a great team, but we have them at home, and we're just embarrassed on their court. So I think we rebound there. Indiana at home, Northwestern at home. Or away, excuse me. So, but that's one we can win on yep. the road. Uh, Maryland at home, that'll be a tough game, but I think we win that one. We probably lose at Wisconsin, at Indiana, but we finish with a win against Nebraska. So, I think that's realistic. Kind of walking through the yeah. next nine yeah. games. Yeah, six and three is realistic. I think that the last six games or seven games were probably our toughest part yep. of the schedule. So, we'll see what team shows up. But I'm hoping we hit. You know, our shooters start to make some buckets. Yep, and. That will turn. That will flip a few games if we can just start making threes. Yeah, I think yeah. If you were current at rankings, we're at forty four, mm-hmm. and if we go six and three, right? I I think mm-hmm. in looking at that schedule, it's not as crazy as that sounds, right? Because we're not playing mm-hmm. all the big dogs there. I think the inward. Thank goodness, done playing Michigan State. I don't want to see them again the rest of the year. Um, I think six and three is realistic. Uh, but Gabe needs to start making some shots, as we talked about. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, that that's just not going to happen. There's too many games where Carr's not going to be good. Where we're going to need someone else to someone else to play really well. So mm-hmm. uh, six and three. I think if your prediction is right, Peter, I think I think we get into the big dance and uh, we just set the set march on fire and just go start. Cutting down nets? Is that how this whole thing's going to end? <laughs> like or, or am I getting too far ahead well, of myself? But if you, I mean, if you look at college basketball as a whole, it seems yep. like the perfect year for that to happen. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, all over the place. Can, it's all over be, the place. I mean, it's going to be a fun tournament, just whether your team's in it or not. Yeah. 
uh, if you just sit back and watch, you're going to see it's, it, it feels like it's going to be a wild one. Yes, um, I agree. So you never know. And some of those kind of the, the teams that are up top are really, the losses are so high for some of the big conferences that they keep putting these kind of, you know, the nobody uh, conferences up top. Yep. Just by record, but... I think the Big Ten and the the bigger conferences are better teams. They're just yep. beating up each other nonstop. Yep. Um, so we'll see what happens. See what happens. Very good. Well, um, next game, like we said, this Wednesday, February 5th, 8 p.m., Big Ten Network at the Barn. It should be a riot. Hopefully, like you said, student section brings it. Hopefully everyone else does too. Uh, you, said, you said you have us in this one at home? Yes. You have yeah. us? Oh, yeah. it's big with yeah. confidence, right? Yeah, I mean, I I still wonder, you know, how is Wisconsin? You know, how how do they still find a way to, with lower level talent? How are they still beating teams? Uh, they got a system, and just play that system well, right? I think yeah, and yeah. That's just that's what they do. I mean, it, frustrating to watch when it, it looks like we have way more talent than them, but they still yeah. End you up look at the team, like who's who would you say I is their guy? Yeah, they have Reavers, who's also a Minnesota kid. Yeah, but well, other than that. I, mean, I don't know. They how, how do they try Michigan State? I mean, I know it's. I know it's puzzling. I, I don't have. I, I don't hate have to give words. them a compliment, but they have a system. No, I'm. I don't even suggest I'm about to give them a compliment because I'm not. <laughs> um, but they 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 have a successful program, so yeah. kudos to them. All right. Any thoughts before we no. pass this off? All right. Very good. That was fun. Uh, thank you all for listening. Tune in uh, either later this week or early next week. We'll break break down some more gopher hoop so thanks again for tuning in follow us at the gopher guys on twitter sky Yuma, go ghosts